Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast, where we talk about all things Star Wars. My name is James. My name is David. And Joseph, unfortunately, is not here today, but we will carry on the podcast. And before we get started, we'd like to say, wherever you're listening to us, be sure to give us a five-star rating, or a, 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 I guess it's a heart on Spotify, and leave us a comment also. Let other people know how we're doing, and we just really appreciate that. And so now, with all that out of the way, let us get into... Star Wars stuff, and this week, uh, San Diego Comic Con went on. And normally, when Comic Con goes on, I'm not too excited because Star Wars really doesn't do much. I don't know. Like in the past couple of years, they really haven't done a lot. But it seems like this year they they dropped a lot of like kind of cool stuff that we weren't expecting. So I guess you have all the rundown of what was said. So <laughs> so go for it. Yeah. So I pretty much kind of live for Comic Con. I've never been to San Diego Comic Con. Just because reasons, money. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, every single year this time, that's why I'm so into the panels. Because I wait for the videos to upload on YouTube to watch all the panels. I watched all the panels to like 2, 3 a.m. this morning because I worked. And um, yeah, there's a, there's a bigger presence than I think we all anticipated for San Diego Comic Con 2019. Yes. And the big main attraction was the kind of real world unveiling of the Sith Trooper. Mm-hmm. They had two people, I say people because I think one was female and one was male, mm-hmm. in the Sith Trooper armor. And I actually know one ah. of the people, and I actually met him in person in Chicago, and he gave me his personal coin. I talked about it a little bit on the uh, Star Wars stuff uh, Facebook group. But uh, he's he was also in the video where he dressed Mark Hamill, as a first order stormtrooper when he did the walk on the Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, it was him. And he was also in The Mandalorian as well as a stormtrooper. He got the call from Dave Filoni. That's awesome. But uh, yeah, he was out there, they were in person taking photos and there was a lot of merch for the Sith Trooper. Not necessarily the Rise of Skywalker. It's all about it's the all red about the Sith, Sith trooper. trooper. And you could buy a T-shirt, a hat, a pin, all the traditional stuff. It was almost kind of like a mini Force Friday, but only for the Sith, the Sith Trooper. Trooper at San Diego <laughs> Comic Con. And yeah, it, it, it was kind of it was kind of interesting. Um, a lot of people were able to pick up some of the stuff. There's a Black Series figure, kind of like what they did with the Force Awakens back in, I believe it was 2015. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was a very oh, man. I wanted that figure so bad. I've gone to several shops and they have it for like a hundred bucks. Oh my god! When it was priced at like twenty nine ninety nine at Comic Con. But one of the interesting things I don't think anyone is talking about is 
when they had the display for the Sith Trooper, they had a placard next to it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So they took that placard down after a while for some reason, and they replaced it with a very generic placard. But the placard read, I'll read it right now, in its ultimate push toward galactic control, the First Order readies an army of elite soldiers that draw inspiration and power from a dark and ancient legacy. The Sith. Right. The, okay. So so what you're trying to tell me is the Sith troopers are all like Sith sensitive if you mean like force sensitive or or how is this working like are- i don't think so i think they're maybe the kind of um the counter to the church of the force because mm-hmm. the light side has church of the force and these guys maybe look up to the dark side mm-hmm. and they're all about that i guess as as a, as a troop in force but i mean it, we can only gather speculation from that placard but it's interesting they took it down though yeah well obviously because now everyone because everyone is like thinking about it. everyone's gonna be trying to figure it out and i guess they didn't want anybody to figure out until the movie's about to come out you know what I right mean? i think it hints at them just being sith fanboys mm-hmm. <laughs> in a sense <laughs> and and it just so happens that there's stormtroopers as well but yeah but i was gonna say that the key thing to that is it's from the first order the first order is is doing the Sith Trooper. So that rules out the whole, right. like, Palpatine has had them this whole time theory that's been kind of going around that whenever we see Palpatine again, he has the whole army with him. So now this... I just want to know the, the, the plot points to where this Trooper becomes a thing now. You know what I mean? Like you said... Mm-hmm. They're, they're fanboys, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what was the criteria for them to, to sign up for this elite squad? And, man, it... it so many questions. I have more questions now after you read that than I did when, when they first announced it. You know what I mean? So, jeez. And a rumor that everyone's kind of talking about and speculating on is that the fact that they answer only to Kylo Ren mm-hmm. and the Knights of Ren. I guess and, that makes sense. And they've dropped the whole thing where Kylo Ren might actually be going up against the Knights of Ren. So, I don't know. As far as story goes, who knows how that's going to play out. Well, I remember a long time ago, whenever I was talking about, like, here's how I would do episode nine. I said that the Knights of Ren would be reigning terror all over the galaxy. Like, mm-hmm. like after, you know, Snoke is gone, Kylo Ren's your new uh, supreme leader. So now he brings all his Knights of Ren together and they're going around the galaxy, you know, taking care of business. And this would maybe tie into that they have their own, each of them has their own army. So each of the Knights of Ren are like generals and these are their particular soldiers that they have underneath them. So whenever you see the red Sith troopers, you know that this is not just the first order. This is the elites of the first order coming in to take over. So that, that could be a plot point. I don't know. Well, we will find out a lot of details about the Knights of Ren because at San Diego comic-con 2019, they announced the Rise of Kylo Ren. Oh my god! That's going to be a four-issue comic book miniseries. And, it, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, they all come out before yes, the movie before does. the Rise of Skywalker. Okay, so we can read up on that and then have some backstory on oh them. Oh my! This is what everyone wants to hear. Like, right. This right. this story was what everyone was dying to see before the Rise of Skywalker, and we're gonna get it in comic book form. So hey, Triple Force Friday. 
great. Joseph just said it. Okay. <laughs> Do you think they will release the first issue on that day? They have to. It's in October. That would be good marketing. That'd be amazing marketing. Yeah. It would sell out so quickly. Every everyone would be in line just to get that the first issue of. That. I think I would buy that. I would. I would a single comic book issue on Triple Force Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That would be one of the more affordable things I think that you could buy. <laughs> but knowing me, I'll probably buy like the five different <laughs> shirts while I'm there. We won't talk about that. But uh, but oh my gosh! So yeah, if you haven't seen the cover, go. Um, I think I'll, we'll put it up on our Instagram today. I know everyone else is posted it but the cover looks so freaking cool man it's like kylo ren is in the middle and the knights of ren are are you know to the sides of him and it just look they look freaking wicked dude and uh yeah what do you expect from this book these i hope they do flashbacks in the comic books of when ben solo was a kid and they show the inner turmoil of kylo ren building up to you know the rise of skywalker you know like do you think that that's what it's going to be or what do you think it's going to be I don't think they're going to do flashbacks as much as they're going to show them like on a particular mission, so to speak, mm-hmm. and kind of hint at their past and, and what they've done. I don't think they're going to spill the beans totally on what they are, who they are, and how they came to be. I think we're all assuming that they're kids from the New Jedi Order. Mm-hmm. That because he even, cause even uh, Luke says, you know, he took, took, a, handful took of students. a handful of students with yeah. him. Okay, so here's my question. Um, do you think we're going to have too many people in this movie now? Like, See, I don't subscribe to that. When people say, oh, there's going to be too many characters. Yeah, there's a lot of characters, but I mean, there's a way to make it work. Because I think everyone pointed back to like Spider-Man 3. There was too many villains. That didn't work. There, yeah, it didn't. Well, I mean, but the, but then you get to Endgame and Infinity War, and they had I think sixty some odd speaking parts in this thing, <laughs> and, and it's the number one film of all time of now. all time now. And that movie showed that if with, with enough characters, it's still very interesting because you want to know what's going on with each character. So, you know. Abrams and, and Tyrio could make this work that way, but then I get kind of nervous, wondering are they going to give each of the Knights of Ren uh, a a moment in the movie? Each of them is going to have like a personality that we're all going to have to understand. You know what I mean? Are they going to do like a Knights of the Round Table scene where they're all sitting around talking to each other, and we're going to have to learn each of their names? And I just th- keep thinking about the Hobbit, you know, and all the you know all the the um. They weren't elves. They were um, dwarves. dwarves. Yeah, all the dwarves. And each of them was like its own person. But Jackson had three movies. I mean, he shouldn't have had three movies. But he had three <laughs> He had three movies for us to understand who each of them were. Yeah. Whereas in this movie, Abrams is like, oh, yeah, here they all are. And here's each of the personalities that you have to learn within one movie. And they're all probably going to die with at the end of this movie. So I'm just a little nervous about each and every one of these people. I mean... Or do you think they can do it right? I think they're still going to be kind of shrouded in mystery a little bit. I mm-hmm. don't think we're going to find out like a lot. Everything. We're going to be dropped in the action with them. And however the story plays out, we're going to see a couple of cool abilities, hopefully. And hopefully they're just not guys with edge weapons. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I remember we were all thinking, and, you know, I'm, I'm kind of glad uh, Johnson didn't do the the guards as the Knights of Ren. Yeah. Now that we're in retrospect, it's yeah. like that was a smart move. Just get those guards out of the way because how disappointing would it have been <laughs> if we're like, oh, that was the Knights of Ren yeah. and they're all dead. So I'm hoping these guys are, are freaking 
almost like almost like when the death troopers showed up at the battle of uh scarif mm-hmm. how like the ship lowers and then the ramp comes down they jump out where you're like oh man this just got like bad yeah. i hope that's what it's like for the for the knights of ren where when they come in you're just like oh my gosh like this has got to get really bad <laughs> but anyways anyways so San Diego comic-con is happening mm-hmm. as we speak yes and a lot of new announcements for a lot of different movies came out but there's not a huge Disney presence there. The reasoning is because Disney's about to have their biannual yep. convention called D23. I'm not sure if all of our listeners are aware of it, but there's kind of like a Disney Comic-Con type <laughs> thing that Disney does. It involves Marvel, Pixar, Star Wars, of course, all their properties. And this year, Star Wars is, is going to have a huge presence. And it's going to happen August 23rd through the 25th. And it's kind of like celebration in a sense that, well, it will be in Anaheim. It's always in Anaheim. Oh, okay. And it's going to be at the convention center where <laughs> celebration next year's celebration yeah. is going to happen. And if you go to the website, you can see all the badges that are sold out. It looks pretty much like celebration. <laughs> like the Saturday is sold out. The the all day pass is sold out. Jeez. So I think the only day you can get is like a Thursday or Friday or something. Where where nothing will be announced probably. Right. <laughs> where none of the big stuff people are anticipating. Yeah, yeah. But the Mandalorian will be there. Dave Filoni, John Favreau. They're probably gonna show an extended clip. I think of, they're gonna show like the first fifteen minutes or like yeah, ten minutes of, yeah. of the first episode. So they're gonna have a huge presence there. And we got uh, an inside tip that there might be some huge stuff revealed and brought to D23. Yeah. We're not going to so, say who it was who told us. But, but see, we don't even know exactly <laughs> what it is, but, but there could be some huge news. Yeah, they said they were getting ready for something big. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Speaking- but something big for someone else could mean something small for us. So, I mean, yeah. it's kind of just kind of hearsay. I mean, because for someone like me, when I hear <laughs> when I hear something big, uh, I'm thinking, okay, it's like a new trilogy. We're gonna get a whole new trilogy. Yeah. They're gonna be like, hey, we, no, no. But here's what would be really cool is if they give us a Mandalorian trailer for everybody to see, because we still don't have one. We still do not have a Mandalorian trailer. All we have is just that one YouTube video somebody made somewhere. I think it was at Celebration. Somebody yeah. posted that one video up and they got it. Um, so I'm hoping for a Mandalorian glorious trailer and i'm hoping for i know you're gonna say no it's not gonna happen james another teaser for the rise of skywalker <laughs> i'm telling you because well, summer because yeah, summer because I mean, summer is over lion king is they did it lion king is destroying the box office right now and so it's like disney is like okay we'll give everybody a month off and then as soon as we come to d23 we're gonna be like boom star wars now for the rest of the year which is what i think the goal is and so why not show us a trailer for the mandalorian and why not give us one more teaser of the rise of skywalker before the final trailer in october that just seems man it's like a slam dunk for them to do right and disney's in the situation where they have so many franchises Mm -hmm. where like last night they did the big marvel panel Everyone's talking about that. All the new movies, all the new announcements. So D23 is perfect in that it's going to be very Star Wars centric. Mm-hmm. So it has room for and time for the Marvel announcements to breathe. Yeah. And then people kind of relax and then they look forward to Star Wars. Then if something really big does drop, 
everyone's going to be talking about that. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 a pretty cool time for uh, Disney. It's, <laughs> Disney was like, dude, we had we had our Marvel mm-hmm. um, at the beginning of the year, the first half of the year, or no, the first quarter of the year. Then we had our summer blockbusters. Well, we had celebration too. I know. Yeah, I'm talking. Yeah, okay. Celebration. Disney's like you mean for the general general public. The general general public was we had our Marvel. But then again, though, celebration had a bunch of announcements in the trailer, so Mm -hmm. you could technically count that for the general public. Yeah. And then now the summer is all their remakes and their their other movies, their Pixar films, and now they're gonna finish it off with Star Wars. But then you still got your Frozen, and you still got your Maleficent, which. I don't even know why they made another one, but they they did. <laughs> I'm kidding. I haven't even seen the first one, so I can't even talk trash. But I, I I saw the trailer the other day when I saw The Lion King, and I was like, my wife was like, did you see the first one? I was like, I honestly thought the movie just kind of passed by, and no one really did see the first one, Maleficent. I took my family to go see it. Was it and good? And the theater was packed. Um, It was all right. Because Angelina Jolie, I guess she carries, like, she has a big name that everyone wants to go right, you know, right, see her film. Right. But, but anyways, we won't talk about that. But so anyways, so now this this last quarter of the year, if you may, is all going to be dedicated to Star Wars. Um, unless they're like, Frozen's going to be our big movie. Let's just keep pushing Frozen. I mean, I hope they don't forget about Star Wars. <laughs> oh, no. But yeah, one of, our, uh, one of our sources said that expect big things from D23. So that's... That's exciting. I mean, so many things could happen, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see indeed. And I was thinking the other day, it's like, wow, it's going to this past celebration, having the experience we had was mm-hmm. like an all-time experience. Oh, yeah. And I'm so used to just staying at home, <laughs> waiting for the panel, taking time off work, sitting in front of my laptop, looking at all the sites and everyone talking about what's going to happen and it's like it's a weird thing because going to celebration like warps all that for me and it's like i have a different experience as opposed to being at home so now you're spoiled and being like the, <laughs> well i don't know it's like a weird thing I, I i've been thinking about that lately it's like in a sense it almost didn't happen because something else happened took its place but i was there in person though mm-hmm. So it's so weird. Uh, no, nah, man, we were there, dude. Like, it, like, yeah. I, I, I'll always remember. Like, one of the highlights of my life was watching the, the Rise <laughs> of Skywalker trailer <laughs> in the arena because that was just such a that was a moment. Like, that yeah. was a big moment for Star Wars fans. Was that trailer? And yeah, no, nothing's gonna take that away like from me ever. Yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, next year, twenty twenty. Right, what else we got? There's they had they had a whole panel of like for books. And one of them they announced was the visual dictionary for the Rise of Skywalker. And on the front and center is a Knight of Ren. And he looks awesome. And it's one of the ones we've already seen. Uh, I think he was in the Vanity Fair. Like, he was, like, the front and center one of Vanity Fair. Do you think that's Dominic Monaghan? Or... <laughs> uh, no, just because of that, that whole character mm-hmm. pose. It could still be. I mean, he yeah. could be, like, a double agent or... Someone yeah, that used true. to be a Knight of Ren. <laughs> I mean, we don't know story wise. And uh, so a lot of a lot of people thought it was fake at first because they leaked it the day before, and then the next day they finally showed like this is it. So I, I, I the day before because you sent it to us and it was all like kind of like blurry, mm-hmm. like someone probably like snapped it. On yeah, their phone. people shared that thing and like uh, crazy. I went online and I was reading all the comments of people who were like 
you guys are so stupid posting whatever you see right away. This is not real, obviously. The TIE fighter at in the corner is not the same color as the one in the trailer. And it's like, yeah, because it's not the same one in the trailer. Like, yeah. did you ever think there's two of these things? But so, yeah, it is legit. If you see the, the picture, the visual encyclopedia, it is the actual book. That will come out probably the day the movie drops, December 20th. It'll be. Yeah, and we'll yeah. get all the images prior to that. Online. Yeah, yeah, you know how it works. Someone at a warehouse will take a box knife and. <laughs> just start going to Oh, town. It, it fell on the floor and all the pages. All the pages <laughs> just ended up online. That was crazy. But, uh, but yeah, so he looks really cool. They have uh, C3PO on there. I was hoping he'd be holding a gun just to freak everyone out. You know what I mean? <laughs> holding the bowcaster. Yeah, holding his bowcaster with his, like, like, the thing. Over the shoulder yep. like that, carrying it. <laughs> People like, what happened? And then uh, one thing I was a little, like, kind of like, oh, really? Was they just kind of put Ray like, there's Ray in the corner by herself. But yeah. it happens. They even did that with the, the Last Jedi where they had the guard there in the middle was by himself. But anyways, um, they got Dio on the cover as well. And so that thing looks really, really cool. And there's so many other books that are coming out. Like yeah. so, it looks like there's more books coming out with this one than there were for any of the other movies. Yeah, if you go to StarWars.com, you can actually see all the covers for all of them, mm-hmm. and there's like a bunch. There's a there's so many. Yeah. There's one of them that I want to read. It's just the um, I thought it was a kids book, but then some of the pa- the pages are like really filled with a lot of words. So I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe it's not a kids book. Which is like it's like the story of Luke Skywalker or like the something about Luke Skywalker, and you open it up and it's just like this huge like just so many so so many descriptions about Luke Skywalker's life and the things that happen. And so that one's going to be really really exciting to read and then they also have like some that are going to come out Force Friday, some that are going to come out a month later, and then some that are going to come out the day the book is I mean the day the movie comes out. But um it looks like they're trying to build um <laughs> it's almost like they're trying to play catch up to making sure everyone realizes that stuff from the prequels is going to tie into you know, this one, stuff from this era is going to tie in, stuff from this one. looks like they're really trying to drive that point home. Um, but I'm excited. I can't wait to read all of those. That's going to be exciting. Yeah, I, I love the visual dictionaries. They're, they're awesome. I remember, I still remember waiting for my episode three visual dictionary to come <laughs> in mail. And I, I think I bought it off of Amazon way back in the day. In, Whoa. In the, yeah, the early stages of what Amazon is. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's got General Grievous on the cover. And it's lasted this whole time. That's awesome. I still have the cover. Once I buy some bookshelves, I'm going to put it up on my bookshelf. And, yeah, it's 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 pretty rad. I found my episode one visual dictionary. Um, and it had a, you know, Padme on there, and Amandala. Yeah. And that thing, that thing is completely torn up. Like oh, yeah. I have pages falling out because I used to look at that thing all the time. Yeah. All of the time, I would take it to school <laughs> with me, and I would just look at it all day. Yeah. And all the pages, especially uh, like when it gets to Darth Maul, like there's nothing there. Like the book is like just oh, I have to like glue it in there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's one of the I love those things too. And my wife for Valentine's Day, she bought me the Last Jedi one, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is pretty exciting. Um, so that's coming out. And then what's what are the other ones? The other books? I mean, I know a lot of them. They announced uh a couple of months ago i know there's like smuggler there's something about a smuggler on on like looking for jedi stuff and the the spark of resistance the rise of rebellion like all these books are going to be just really 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 big books and popular books yeah if you go to our if if you're a member of the star wars stuff facebook group you can actually 
watch the panel that I think pretty much every single author yeah. <laughs> that's writing today was on the panel. And I posted the, the actual panel. Timothy Zahn's there. Mm-hmm. E.K. Johnson. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you go to StarWars.com, actually, uh, there's the Force Collector. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, yeah. There is um, a series of comics called Allegiance. And the artwork is really, really good. Um, and another comic run here, it looks like. It's just... the I think it's just the Star Wars comic run. I think they're just continuing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rebels and Rogues. Um, it looks like that's a series. Wookiee versus Sith. A New Jedi in Town. <laughs> uh, Star Wars Adventures. And uh, Ships plus Battles. So... And it looks like there's some YA books in there as well. So, yeah, I mean that they kind of surprised me with with all these books and and series. So it's kind of um, it's kind of shocking, and I kind of I'm wondering whether or not they're. Oh, sorry, we don't know who that was. But anyways, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but um, I'm wondering if they're pushing all these books and all these comic books because for a couple of years there's going to be no movies. You know what I mean? So I'm wondering if they're trying to say. Hey, we're getting these books out to you, and please, there will be more books, so just get ready for after The Rise of Skywalker comes out. You know what I mean? So that could be something they're, they're getting us ready for. I don't know. but um, yeah. Well, we will have The Mandalorian, though. Yeah, true, true, true. And we will have the Cassian series, mm-hmm. which is set to start filming here pretty soon. Very, very soon. And the rumor out right now with that is that Disney was very, very pleased with Rick Famuyiwa is directing. So mm. the rumor is he might direct a huge chunk of Cassian. Nice. And might be kind of pseudo next in line after Favreau to look after the Cassian series. Okay. Which would be pretty cool. Is Favreau producing the Cassian series? Yeah, he's... Pro- I think he's... Pro- well... I know he's all about the Mandalorian. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not sure about Cassian. Mm-hmm. Because that, that would be a lot. For him? Nah, he's he's got it all, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw the uh the Lion King uh this this week and I was like, Man, Favreau, you did a pretty good job there. I know look nobody everyone's kinda hating on it right now yeah. for all the wrong reasons, but we're not gonna get into the Lion King today. But anyways, Favreau is still pretty cool. And so like I said, D twenty three, perfect time to show us the trailer. Show us show us the full thing, Favreau. Let us see what you got and because everyone wants to see, everybody wants to see if this thing's actually going to work. Because there's a possibility this might come out and we're all going to be like, "Oh, wasn't wasn't that great?" You know what I mean? And around that time, the news cycle's kind of not really that jumping. So mm-hmm. that'd be a good time to drop something kind of big. Yeah, I think it'd be good timing. Everyone will be talking about that. Yep. Everyone's starting to go back to school, getting ready for school. Mm-hmm. Summer's kind of ending. Yep. Yeah, get everyone pumped and get everyone... And that's what I've been like saying from the beginning, was they need to get everyone fired up for the rise of Skywalker. Everyone needs to be... Even if you're not a Star Wars fan, and they, they need to make it an event where you have to see this movie because of what it is, like because of how like how many years in the making this movie is. You know what yeah. I mean? So, And I feel like they're not doing that right now, so why not get it started at D23 and just get everybody pumped? Well, every time I go and see a movie at the theater mm-hmm. and they show the Rise of Skywalker trailer, I always hear 
some type of audible reaction from someone. If it's a kid, an adult, Mm -hmm. I've heard stuff like, oh, this is the next one. Or, oh, they're making another one. Or, oh, it's Ray. I mean, it's, it's pretty cool to hear. It's pretty cool to hear, but me being me and me being sometimes um, a jerk. <laughs> uh, when I hear somebody go another one, I'm like, I just want to like turn around in my seat, like, what did you and just stare say? at him? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I know not. I don't know. Like Star Wars hat, Star Wars shirt, <laughs> Star Wars socks. <laughs> hey, hey, how did you know? Nah, I wore my uh, my Star Wars hat and my Mandalorian shirt to go watch The Lion King. And my wife was like, "Why?" I was like, "Gotta support, gotta support my boy, man. Gotta support Favreau, man." It's so funny. But um, but yeah, I, every time I see the trailer, though, I hear I also hear some people go oh, like, "Yeah," like people getting excited. I'm like, cool. People still. There's people excited still, but I want the oh, people, yeah. more people to be excited. I want everybody to be excited for this movie, which is why I was trying to make my own little like trailer to like get everybody pumped, but it's really hard to do that. But I'm not as good as Topher Grace was with that always uh, trailer that he made, which was the best like fan-made trailer I've ever seen. So we should, we yeah, should try I think that. it is. We should try that, David. What do you think? I think we should. What do y'all think, y'all? Y'all think... David, Joseph, and I, and Colin, Elizabeth should try to put our brains together and make an awesome fan-made trailer to get everybody pumped for Star Wars. Let us know. All right. Anyways, what else we got today? So I know you talked about this on the last podcast. Yes. But have you heard anything recently as far as what attendance is like at Galaxy's Edge currently? Uh, I hear it's low. I've heard that too, but I've also seen articles where they say it's high. And then I spoke with someone about it as well, and he was like, well, it's low on the non-Galaxy's Edge part of the park, which is Disneyland as a whole, as opposed to Galaxy's Edge. But then you hear people say the opposite, and it's like, well, I know just about 80% of the merchandise sold out at one point in time, Yeah. so I know a lot of people go in there just to buy the stuff, so if... You don't. If there's not stuff there, I mean, a lot of a lot of like out of towners aren't going to show up. But then again, are out of towners really going to get that information beforehand and and change all their plans? And then you hear the oh well, it's going to be packed right now because it just opened. Mm-hmm. That type of mindset. So it's like, well, what is the reasoning and is the attendance low? But uh, when when they got when the first day after the reservations lifted mm-hmm. it was just a sea of people yeah they were shoulder to shoulder everyone was touching each other just <laughs> trying to get in and uh you haven't seen any like, videos or anything there are some videos on youtube of people doing vlogs going in there and they have reported that like um the cantina wait was like 10 minutes to get in mm-hmm. i mean it went down from like two and a half hours to 10 minutes and so it's it's kind of interesting. What what is the attendance? Yeah, it's it's almost like because a lot of these um, these Facebook pages I, I I follow, a lot of people keep posting um, stuff about it, saying it's 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 not as successful as people think. It's not this. It's not that. Look at this aerial photo. There's no one there. But then I see vlogs of people like you. I see some of them where they're like, yeah, we have to wait for an hour and a half in line to get to mm-hmm. the cantina. Then I see others. Where they're walking and there's so many people there, and it's like, well, what what is the real story of mm-hmm. of this? Like, are there a lot of people there, or or is it is it just the people like trying to 
deter like the these toxic fanboys that you keep hearing about like posting all this stuff of talking about it somebody i read they were like the reason why it's not doing great and this person wrote this whole article and someone asked have you been there he's like no they're like well how do you like you need to be there in order to like Mm -hmm. he was talking about like the way it's all set up the way like all this other stuff and he's talking as if he'd been there but he hadn't he was just like reading stuff yeah. and he wrote this whole article that But you'll be there in November. I'll be there in November, yeah, and hopefully no one else is there in November when I go. <laughs> but I'm I'm pretty sure like maybe like 5 million other people are thinking the exact same thing that I'm thinking about when I go there. But uh my wife and I were like, maybe we should try to go an extra day. So we're, we're thinking of maybe going an extra day while yeah. we're there um, because it just looks like so much fun. It just looks ridiculous. And she's getting excited, too. But right now, my wife is uh, serious, very, very serious about my birthday coming up in September, which, you, of course, you're invited to. She's like planning. I'm invited? Yeah, of course you're invited. <laughs> she's, she's, she's planning this entire like Star Wars birthday party for me when we move into our new house. And... Um, She's so excited, and we're gonna make videos of her like getting all this food ready. And she told me the other day, "I need you to watch Star Wars again and point out all the food so I can make food that looks just like like that in Star Wars." So that's kind of getting exciting. Are we gonna have like rotisserie porg? No, I, I asked her. <laughs> she said no, and then um, she although she was gonna try to make what Dryden Voss is eating there in a solo. Um, Oh, what was he eating? Yeah, the creature from yeah, yeah, the Phantom Menace. Yeah, she said that she found something that like almost similar to that that she's going to mm-hmm. make for us. And she's going to have blue milk and green milk and all this other stuff. So so that's what she's all focused on So right is now. it going to be actually like milk with dye in it? Or is it going to be like Galaxy's Edge blue milk or it's like a Slurpee? I have, I think she's going to have dye in there. And like she's okay. going to like do her own. She has, like I said, she has it all planned out. <laughs> and we, were, we actually went online and we looked up uh, episode one like napkins and plates and some people still sell them like still wrapped still like brand new and it hit me that i had an episode one birthday party in 99 that i completely forgot about that i had this birthday party so i lied when i said i haven't had a star wars birthday party because i did because i saw that i saw the qui-gon jinn napkin and i was like oh man i remember this napkin and i was like oh i did have a whole star wars birthday party almost wait Never mind. I'm not gonna say how many years ago it was. You you just figured it out. It was 20 years ago. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> we won't talk about that. But so yeah. Anyway, so yeah, she's really excited about that. But then we're also getting like planning our Galaxy's Edge. That's what I was getting. To. We're also planning our Galaxy's Edge and what we're gonna do and the food and everything. And I'm just nervous that when I get there, everyone else had the same mindset I did, which was don't go in the summer. Go during the off season when no one else is there. But if everyone's thinking that, it's going to be just as busy in November as it would be. be. It's going to be insane. When are you planning on going? Uh, I really don't know. (laughs) I mean, there's so many. There's there's a lot of opportunities actually. If I really think about it, that I can actually attend. Mm -hmm. But right now, I'm still trying to pay off. Chicago. (laughs) Chicago was was kind of brutal. Yeah. And I bought a new house last year, and I'm trying to pay off the taxes for that, which were brutal. (laughs) So, yeah, I got a second job, like Mm -hmm. I've said before in the past. And it's working out. That's great. It's uh, I work with a lot of cool people, and the schedule's flexible. and That's all you can ask for, right? You get to wear your Star Wars shirt when you work. 
Well, no, not anymore, really. <laughs> All right. Well, but anyways. there's people that wear just whatever they want. <laughs> and I, it's like, uh, I, you can do that? My uh, my coworkers always laugh at me whenever they're like, hey, what socks do you have on today? And I lift up and I have like my like almost knee-high Star Wars socks that I wear underneath my nice <laughs> pants and my nice shirt and everything. Yeah. But anyways. Um, so anyway, back to back to Star Wars. Uh, the, any other any other news dropped this week? Um, chica I think that's most of the big stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, there's rumors out floating around. Um, there's a the La- or the Rise of Skywalker uh, trailer rumor. I think we we've talked we talked well. I know we've talked about mm-hmm. when Kylo Ren's helmet gets put together. Yeah, who's putting the helmet together? And the rumor is it's by a creature that we've never seen before on mm-hmm. screen. And we saw the hands are like hairy. Yeah. And the description is it's like a hairy kind of ape type looking creature. Okay. So that would kind of explain the the, the, the hands and hair. <laughs> yeah. And we kind of theorized that maybe it was like a Jawa uncloaked. <laughs> which which would, be the, would be pretty rad. And the scariest thing you probably yeah, ever see in a movie. Yeah, glowing eyes and no hood and... <laughs> stuff stuff nightmares are made yeah, i was about to say that <laughs> i mean because anytime you see a jawa you're like i'm glad he has that hood on because i'm pretty sure he doesn't look great underneath yeah. any of that but um so that's that's a cool speculation and watch it happens in the movie it's not even going to be like a big deal we're gonna be like oh okay there's that creature that's and there's I mean? also some concept art and i think that's where they got the the description from for that for the ape creature but mm-hmm. there's a rumor that or speculation that there is concept art and it's from the rise of skywalker and it shows a lava fiery planet on the rise of skywalker yeah oh. where there's a possible lightsaber confrontation you mean to tell me that they might go back to mustafar <laughs> i don't know man i don't know well i mean because they already showed the picture of um oh then again it could be you know ray versus the knights of ren you know at mustafar which would be pretty dope. Not gonna lie. Well, I mean, it could it could be like the same concept art that we've seen before that was just unused, mm-hmm. just kind of just they got artists to come in and draw whatever yeah their feelings were for <laughs> the next installment. So and it's so cool to know that Vader's castle was drawn, but like in eighty like eighty one or like no right. no like it was like, there the whole time it was there the yeah. whole time because Macquarie drew drew it for Empire Strikes Back because right. there was a whole thing and then all these years later we finally get to Rogue One and then there it is and it looks you know just like how it was always supposed to look yeah. and that's so cool but um I Forbes put out an article which I was like Forbes got in on this too. <laughs> And uh, which Star Wars is money, yeah. You know, right? That's what I and then, but the article wasn't even about money. The article yeah. was the, this guy, he just wrote why the rise of Skywalker can't retcon the last Jedi. And I read the article because I was like, why is Forbes like I said, why is Forbes getting in on this? And it was a really interesting, really interesting article. And it, 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 it kind of, I'm pretty sure he listens to our podcast, is all I'm saying, yeah. but uh, but one thing that he said was. The reason people were um, mad about Ray's parentage and all that, how that all happened, was because for two years there had been all that online speculation of who she was, and that when it didn't happen, everybody just was like, oh, that's stupid. You know what I mean? But if you think about it, we're Star Wars fans are 
creating all this extra stuff and it's our own doing. If you really if you really yeah, pay attention everyone's head cannon. Yeah, if you really pay attention to the movies, the movies haven't really told us anything. Okay, so one thing everybody keeps talking about is the gray Jedi. Do you think Ray's gonna be a great Jedi? Do you think Ray and I'm thinking, okay guys, when in all of these movies has anyone said Grey Jedi? When in the books, the new canon books, has anyone said anything about Grey Jedi? There hasn't been any mention of Grey mm-hmm. Jedi, but everyone's convinced like that's what's gonna happen in the new new movie. But it's one of those things where it's like, well, if it hasn't been mentioned, then it doesn't exist now. I mean, but that's my my opinion. But anyways, so what what I was getting at was a lot of the stuff that everyone is ang- was angry about was the fact that the the rumors and the speculation and the theories were proven not to be true, and that the story had a whole different way to go about. And saying all that, they're hoping that Kennedy and Abrams don't listen to you know those online theories and they just do their own theories you know i mean they don't bow to the wishes of the i mean how do what's your opinion on that like do you think they should listen to the fans or do you think they should try to tell the story that they set out to tell from the beginning it's It's a a fine line you have to yeah (laughs) it's kind of um it's it's yes they do listen to the fans but no they don't Mm -hmm. in a sense because it seems like when we went to Celebration, it's like they really listened to the fans and they yeah. gave us a lot of the stuff that we wanted. Um, but, but to me, it feels like Abrams is going to do what Abrams wants. Yeah. I mean, he is a huge fan of the original trilogy. I mm-hmm. don't think he pays attention at all to any of the new canon. And I think he wrote his story, sent it in to the story group, and they approved whatever. And they said, you can't do this or you can do that. And that's it. And that see, that's why I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of ties to books and stuff like that. I mean, not to books. I think the books. I think the books are trying to tie it to that. But I think the the movie itself has got to tie into the other movies. Like, I think you're going to see references from one, two, and three. And the books are trying to get everyone excited. Like, all this is going to be in the movie. You know what I mean? I don't think he's looking at the books per se. I think he's looking just at. And like, I don't think Abrams has ever seen an episode of the Clone Wars. You know what I mean? I don't think he's ever seen an episode of yeah. Of he's Rebels. Just way too busy. He does way too much to, mm-hmm. to be. I mean he he would have to like not sleep. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but I mean he. I mean there are ties back to books and video mm-hmm. games, but that's that that's not really coming from Abrams. Yeah, that's completely from yeah. the story group. Yeah, and we even saw in the Last Jedi where. They um they were about to film a scene with Luke, and I don't know who it was, but somebody was like, "Oh, what'd be really cool is if you get that one thing from Battlefront 2. I think it was Pablo. It was a Pablo, and yeah. he was like, "Yeah." And they 3D printed the compass, and then yeah. they sent it to him, and then Johnson was like, "Okay, yeah, we'll put it in the movie." You know, yeah. like he didn't know anything about it, <laughs> yeah. and they and they did it, and it was like, "Oh, that was, that was cool." And for the people who played the game, when you saw the compass, you were like, "Oh, that's that's cool." But um. So these these directors, I mean, they have their story that they have to tell, but it feels like the the, the story group is like working around them to make sure that their movies are valid throughout the whole the whole thing. Um, so I I don't know. I, I think I don't think John, I don't think um, Abrams is gonna retcon anything. There's nothing to retcon when it comes to the Last Jedi, in my opinion. And I think everyone's been saying like not everyone, but a lot of people have been saying, man. 
Abrams came in to fix the Last Jedi, and Abrams came in to to yeah, to they, right the wrong of the yeah, Last. People don't know how the, the actual process. But works. yeah, they don't understand that there was, in fact, there was a story, and that there's no and and I told people like there's no way Kennedy and company was like yeah Johnson do that yeah sure we'll figure it out after you're done with it you know what I mean like there's no way they did that but then again if you look at the original movies <laughs> it was kind of the, it was almost the same the same way where Lucas had the story but man he was just like throwing you know darts at a board going oh that'd be cool oh that'd be cool oh that's not gonna work okay yeah sure because he he had said Luke always had a sister but she was in another part of the galaxy like that's what he had, and like in the end, Revenge of the Revenge of the Jedi, she was supposed to be revealed, but then he was like, "But wait a minute, what if I just do this?" And he goes, "Oh my gosh, it makes so much more sense." And then little things like that, where he had no intention of Leia ever being Luke's, sib- you know, sibling. Yeah, he had an outline. He just didn't have the complete. He just story. Have, yeah, and then and so a lot of people who are like, "That's why you need a plan for all your movies." This is the new sequel trilogy that was their biggest mistake they didn't have a plan it's like they did have a plan but the original trilogy also really didn't have a set in stone plan either and we everyone worships those movies and i don't know it's just really funny to think about because i was always convinced that george lucas wrote every detail and he had everything planned but then the older i get the more research i'm doing the more i'm realizing man lucas was he got really lucky with some of those plot points man you know like Vader and Anakin were two different people, and then he made them one person. <laughs> yeah, and, and the more you research, the more you look back, and all the people. If you remove one of those people that was like very close to working with the production, mm-hmm. the entire trilogy is, could, is yeah is wrong completely. Yeah, be different. Exactly, and that's incredible. It's amazing, is what it is. It's yeah. it's it's phenomenal how well those those three movies like were put together <laughs> and every single person who worked on them to make them what they were because you know if you ever look oh by the way if you on amazon prime has the documentary empire of dreams if you have amazon prime go to there right now watch empire of dreams if you watch that you begin to realize star wars had no business being that good when it came out there was no reason for star wars to ever be a big movie because of the production they had the crew <laughs> like working on it in the cast also going like, well, okay, I guess we're making this movie. We have no idea what it... Yeah, it was the ultimate perfect storm. And then, yeah, like ultimate perfect storm. Movie comes out, biggest movie of all time until Titanic. But anyways, um, <laughs> but it's one of those things that, you know, you look back then and everyone worships the, the original movies, but then you also got to look at that production and realize that the storytelling was also kind of like did they have a plan? Did they not have a plan? Was this what they always intended? Was this not what they always intended? So I always like to think that Kazdan and Abrams were like, okay, we're not going to do that. But George Lucas did. We're actually going to write out this entire story and then give it to the next, the next filmmaker to come in and start to work on it, which is what I think they did. I think that's why Kazdan and, and Abrams and even, uh, um, oh, what was his name? The other, the other screenwriter, Aren't um, yeah, Michael Arndt. Michael Arndt. I think they all three came up with this crazy long story, which is why I think Michael Arndt ended up not working on the movie because I think he was also trying to figure out how to tie in you know seven, eight, nine all together. And that, of course, he takes what five years to write one movie. <laughs> I still want to see his Star Wars movie. Darn it, I want to see what he was going to do. But um, so yeah, Johnson came in and did what he did, and 
and then you know take it or leave it. And now Abrams has got to finish the story that they all were planning to write. But no one, no one thinks that that's what happened. Everyone thinks Johnson just came in and ruined the whole movie. So going back to what we were talking about earlier about connecting the books and the comics and the video games. Yes, yes. To me, John Kasdan did a really good job with that. Oh, yeah. With bringing in Maul at the end. Spoiler alert for Solo. If you haven't seen Solo, what do you... Why are you listening listen to the Star Wars <laughs> why podcast? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, he, he was the one telling his dad... Hey, look, we can do this, and this is why, and here's the timeline. It does work, mm-hmm. and I would like more filmmakers like that, and and writers like mm-hmm. that that know and have read the books, know the mythology, and can just weave in everything. I mean, it doesn't have to be like prime like story points. It could just be just little things like here and there, like the the fish that that. Uh, Dryden Voss ate. I mean, I mean, who put that in? Yeah, like who, mean, that's, whose that's idea? Well, yeah, super interesting. Um, so I mean, I would I would go for more people like that mm. to be involved. I agree. You know, like people like us. Yeah, people like us working <laughs> on Star Wars. But but yeah, you're you're right though. Is that the filmmakers aren't thinking about that when they're making yeah. a movie? And I've been on a I've been on uh, mind you, there's short films, but I've been there where you're working on something, and my good friend Ryan would even be directing something really really great but then like you say something like somebody gives him a little idea and he goes oh my gosh yeah that, that works yeah go for it do that do that instead and then you do and you're like oh that that does work so i feel like with star wars it's almost the same thing where you have all these directors are working on these big big movies and then someone's like oh it'd be really cool if we maybe add this to it and that would then you're like yeah yeah go for it and it, and it works and um and the compass like i said the compass is one of those that was like oh of course that worked like why why john and then and then and then we go always go back to solo almost really messed up darth maul though with the lightsaber like you know what i mean like how disappointing would that have been yeah and then thank, and sam whitworth thank god like... sam whitworth was on set that day <laughs> yeah he had no business being on set that day uh, but he was like hey that's not the right lightsaber and you're like and then what? asked him okay well which lightsaber should we have and he was like well there are a couple of options, and he broke it down to everyone, and everyone's just like listening, huh? What? Okay. Because I think initially they're gonna have the double bladed. Yeah, that was like, yeah, that was, yeah. And he was like, he that. wouldn't have that double. Oh my gosh! Like just how much how much that would have killed the moment. You know what I mean? Like we're like, oh cool, and then he pull, calls the lightsaber. Like he made himself another lightsaber that looked like the one he had in Episode One. That doesn't make any sense. And then you just go off on on that. But anyways, so yeah. So my question is, when are we going to get a Star Wars film slash TV series where we don't have a big name director, but a director that really knows the canon and it could really weave in all the story points from the books and that knows his stuff, that has a doctorate in Star Wars and directs and is a storyteller and is a writer and that could pull it all together and maybe a trilogy or I think we're, if we get it it's going to be on Disney Plus. John Favreau is the closest guy, I think. John Favreau is the closest guy. But him, well, him and John Cast. But he's dude, imagine if they both wrote a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But I I think Favreau enjoys what he does, which is, mm-hmm. you know, he he writes it, he produces it, but then he says, "All right, y'all do and see, it." See, Favreau is a lot like JJ. He's like super involved with so many other things. It's insane how busy Favreau is. He doesn't sleep. 
That yeah, there's no way that guy sleeps. Yeah. Like I, I, we just finished watching the Chef Show on yeah. Netflix, and I'm like, Chef he, Show, Chef Show. <laughs> he was like, he directed all those episodes, mind you. He just put them all together, but still, yeah. like he 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 was doing all that while he was probably filming Far From Home, and also he was in production of Lion King. You know what I mean? So it's like, how does this is dudes? And then plus he's all he was also writing The Mandalorian, and so Favreau would be one of those guys that I would love to see direct a Star Wars movie, but I, I just don't think it's gonna happen as soon as we would like it to happen. I, I think that time is going to come. I just wonder when it's going to come where they hire someone, no name, but he knows Star but Wars. he knows Star Wars. Front to back, back to front, inside out, sleeps, eats, dream Star Wars. It would be the Star Wars stuff podcast that would have to come in <laughs> and direct a Star Wars show uh, or a movie. But, uh, right. Anything you know, else? that time's coming soon, too. I mean, you have all these fan films being created. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is join the 501st Rebel Legion. We have all the costumes. Yeah, that's true. We, we could just get a location. I, I, I was writing one, uh, a, a, um, a Star Wars fan film. But the more I was like thinking about it, the more I was like, man, that's really expensive to do. <laughs> like, there's no way I can do this. So I'm trying to think of another way to, to do it where it's not that crazy expensive. But yeah. I'll, I'll keep you all posted on that one. But it, yeah. it was a fun little story. Yeah. But uh, anything else today? Uh, I think that's it for this week. Well, we are getting close to our uh, milestone of a hundred thousand. Yes, I didn't want to like brag about it, but <laughs> yes, we are almost to our milestone of a hundred thousand listens on our podcast. Which Total is, listens worldwide, lifetime, which is pretty crazy because yeah. our little—I never thought our little podcast would do more than like ten thousand. You know, what I mean? <laughs> so the fact that we're almost at a hundred thousand is is pretty great, and we'd like to thank you, you know, all of y'all, the listeners, for for listening to this, for for writing to us, and for for sharing our podcast. And uh, we're almost there. If you want to give us an extra push, please be sure to share this with everybody and post it all over your Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and get get us out there. And yeah, giving us a five star review on Apple Podcasts seems to help. Yeah, that it actually seems like that, that, we we keep that moving up. Bump. Yeah, we move up in the little. If you type in Star Wars and Apple Podcasts, our little podcast is moving up ever so slightly, which is pretty great. And mm-hmm. you know, we don't have any you know big celebrities. I think Colin said he might change that for us, but you know, we don't have any like big yeah. celebrities. It's just us, and we love talking about Star Wars. And we thank y'all for for listening. And one of our listeners he wrote to us and said we should talk about a collector's or a toy or something item that we have from Star Wars that we're really proud of. Uh, did you ever think about that? Did you ever think about... Well, I got a lot of Star Wars stuff at home. And there's a couple of items that have made it to my possession from my brothers. I have brothers that are older that saw mm-hmm. Star Wars in the theater when it came out. And there's a... The, it, it's it's a funny story because we had we lived in a house um, from 1987 to the year 2000 when I moved out. And... It got lost on the side of the refrigerator. It was a Chewbacca magnet. Oh, no. <laughs> from, ni- from 1985. Wow. It says on the back of it, Lucasfilm Limited, 1985. And it was always on the side of the fridge, but it was on the side where it was next to the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was always there, but we never saw it. And then when we moved the fridge, when that fridge broke... I discovered it. And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I looked at the date. I was like, "Man, this is legit." <laughs> I was like, yeah, "I got to protect this thing." There is also a tiny. It almost looks like a game piece. It's mm-hmm. it's a solid steel Darth Vader, and it looks like he did have like a long lightsaber, mm-hmm. but it got broken off. Mm. But still, it's like pretty red. I mean, it's like a 
it almost looks like it's like lead or something. I don't know if it's <laughs> poisonous, but because uh, it was made in the 80s probably. Yeah, yeah, it's probably. And um, there's a couple of heartbreaking things that I have. Mm. There's a original soundtrack record case with the records in it. But as a kid, you know, I remember doing this oh, at the boy. time. I don't want to know. Man. I took a pen when oh, I was a little kid why? and I wrote on it. So now it's completely almost worthless. Ruined. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. And then the original Marvel comic. I didn't, I don't think I destroyed it, but the cover was ripped off and it's just the pages. Ah, oh, man. So yeah, I have the original Marvel comic. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I have, uh, my brother Matt bought me a Darth Vader poster and there's a name for it, Photo Mosaic, I think is what it's called, where like from far away, it, it's Darth Vader, but then when you get closer, each pixel is a frame from the movie, and all the frames make up the, the, the big photo of oh, Darth yeah, Vader's yeah. helmet. And it's one of the coolest ones that I have. And then recently, uh, I bought my um, my mother a Porg, a stuffed Porg mm-hmm. I got on Force Friday. I didn't realize how big Porgs were going to be. Until I met the damage you at Force Friday where I was like, oh, man, they're making a big deal about these guys. Um, so I bought my mother a stuffed porg, and she was she was sick. She had been diagnosed with ALS. And so I bought her this porg, and she kept it with her. She, she always told everybody to put it next to her because uh, she couldn't move her arm. She couldn't move her, you know, mm-hmm. she couldn't do anything. And so this stuffed porg was always next to her. And after she passed away, I, I took it, and I have it. So for me, that's like one of my most prized Star Wars toys that I have and so for me that's the best and I have I'm gonna put it in like in a, a glass case or something I'm just kidding I don't know <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do with it but I have it so that's yeah. that's a that's the answer y'all's your question sir and uh, thank you for listening to our podcast I do want I would before we go I do want to say that I did buy a Captain Phasma nerf gun oh like the big the big one yeah oh, and that thing is rad <laughs> it's the darts you load them up in a chamber that spins and when you act, you, you pull the spring back to mm-hmm. activate it, there's a black light that shoots on the darts to make them glow in the dark. What? So when you can shoot them in the dark, and they instantly glow in the dark. You mean you've had this this whole time, and you never brought it over here so we can shoot each other? And all? <laughs> well, I just bought it like, I bought it maybe right after we I did the last podcast. Oh, okay. The last podcast I did was like three weeks ago. Yeah. So, and in that time, I bought another one. Oh. So I have two of them. So I walk, and you can pull the trigger, and it makes the blaster sound, and my dogs go all crazy. So you don't have to fire the darts. Yeah, you just you you, you just pull the spring back, and that dart shoots like, it, and it's it has a scope on it too. Oh my it's, gosh, it's accurate. I like shot my daughter in the in the kneecap <laughs> from like clear across my house from like the staircase into the living room, and there was like a small like piece of daylight, and I shot it like right in between it and nailed her. <laughs> but it's nerf. It's nerf. It's nerfy. So it's, it's not like it's not deal. like he actually shut out her yeah. kneecaps or anything. <laughs> but that's all. Every time we go to a like Target or something, and I see like a Star Wars gun, my wife is like, "Stop! Don't you dare! Don't you dare grab that thing!" Well, see, the key is to go to like the resale places, like mm-hmm. Ross and oh, TJ okay, Maxx, because okay. that's where I found them. All righty then. All right. So, I guess I'll be checking out. I have yeah. one right across the street. I don't know what I'm doing, but. Uh, <laughs> So that was a fun little podcast. I enjoyed talking to you, David, about that. But um, before we, uh, yeah, we're we're done today. But Colin and Elizabeth are actually going to come in and speak to y'all. And just so you know, starting on August the fifth, uh, Colin and Elizabeth will be hosting, and then the next week we'll be hosting, and we're just going to be keep going back and forth. And are you are you excited for that? Yeah, I'm very excited. I'm excited to see what Colin and Elizabeth have to say about their Star Wars 
lives. Yeah, that's really it's really cool. We've known Colin for such a long time, and Colin is he's always been he's been a part of the the group. He's been a part of Star Wars, but he just hasn't been able to be on the podcast. And like we said last week, if you go to listen to our celebration, he's on there with us. And so, like I said, starting fifth every other week, they will be hosting. They will be hosting. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And here they are. What's up, everyone? My name is Colin Weaver. And I'm Liz Sherwood. This is a new segment we're doing. Uh, the three main people are out in Texas while I'm out in Michigan, including Liz. Uh, and we we both love Star Wars so much. Um, the first time I met Liz was actually at my first event that I ever did for the Great Lakes Garrison and the 501st Legion. Fast forward a year later and we're dating and we both love Star Wars so much. I got into Star Wars through my aunt, uh, which her... Um, her name, her first name is Vicky. But I call her Aunt Peru because that—that's how much I, I I love her because she really got me into Star Wars and and I'm a member of the 501st um, from Michigan and the Great Lakes Garrison. And the main reason why I joined was you know because of Star Wars, but also because we're giving a charity and and we do so much great work. And if I never joined the 501st, I would have never met my girlfriend. I, I, I love Star Wars, and, and it's a great way to meet people, and whenever you do different events, you know, go to celebrations or anything, or go to movies, like to Star Wars films, like when they come out and stuff, and see everyone in the theater, it's just a reminder that that we're not alone, because mostly everyone has the same, they have the similar stories as, as you do to, to growing up, um, and Liz got... Um, got into Star Wars through Star Wars The Clone Wars. Yes. And so Kylan is currently um, helping me get in, get approved for the 501st. And he himself has an awesome TK. And you can actually see it on his Instagram at underscore Colin Weaver underscore. And I'm actually a Trekkie turned to oh, the don't, light. Oh, don't say that. No, no, listen, <laughs> listen. I'm a Trekkie turned towards the light. I see the light now, and it's Star Wars. It's beautiful. And so I started getting into Star Wars um, a couple years ago, and I watched obsessively, you know, the originals, and I was so desperate for more uh, Star Wars content that I finally went on Netflix and I watched the Clone Wars and it's funny because like you'll you'll listen to the narrator and it sounds like yeah. the Powerpuff Girls you know like oh yeah Any, there are intrepid heroes are, and you listen to yeah. it and it's like what the heck yeah. but it is the most beautiful precious jewel among the star <laughs> among anything Star Wars that you'll ever know if you haven't watched it Please, God, watch it. Yes, it's our cartoon, but it is so beautiful. And so I actually have an Ahsoka costume, and I'm working on getting that approved. And you can see that also on Instagram at Jedi.Patisa. And that's where I am in my Star Wars journey. Colin's helping me out, and I am ready to go. Yeah, so, I, I mean, and it's just amazing how Star Wars can bring people together so i'm very excited um about going forward with this because i have so much to talk about and so does liz and we can't wait to keep going on with this so hope to hear from you guys soon and may the force be with you it's a trap. <laughs>